0: just put it out there. Nothing feels as good as just unbarriered sex. I know my body very well. A long time ago, I set the standard for myself. I was like, it's not the guy's responsibility. I will get myself off. I am determined. I'm not leaving this room until I have a G-spot orgasm. And guess what? I did. Hey, guys. Well... Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Oh my gosh, it's almost Christmas. Can you believe it? I'm so excited. Although I'm really a little bit disappointed because I'm already anticipating it being over. I don't want to have to take down all this crap that I put up like this year. I really went all out. It's, it was, I made it a big deal. It's a big deal for me. So I'm already thinking ahead, like I'm going to have to take all this shit down. (laughs) Not the fun part. It's fun putting it up and enjoying it. I'll probably leave all my stuff up definitely through the through New Year's Eve for sure. And then then I'll break down and take it down. But I also have to remind myself that there's good things coming in the new year. I'm starting, you know, I'm moving into a different phase with the podcast. As you know, I'll have, you know, a members only area, which quite frankly, I think, you know, I started looking into Patreon. And I think I'm gonna do is it Patreon or Patreon? Patreon. I think I might do that. I was, I'm a little bit leery with a third party having control of my content. This bothers me. And you know, it bothers me only because of all of the censorship that we have going on right now. As an example, just today, you know, you guys know if you followed me, I had my old Tumblr site. They took it down. I started a new one. So I was not labeled as adult. I made the content much more PG, in my opinion. And now, just today, I got coned, which means, (laughs) and and coned and pixelated, which means I can't post my avatar, which was really, was just me. There was nothing, I guess, R-rated about it. It was just me. I've now been downgraded because they're labeling me as an adult site. I am not even posting half the shit I used to post. The nasty shit, go look at my Twitter that's where I'll post, you know, the real sexy adults, what I consider adult stuff. The rest of this is just implied sexuality. Oh my gosh. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to really have to think about this. (laughs) It's just irritating the crap out of me. So I think what I'll do is I'm going to give Patreon a try. They say that they allow adult content. Again, I don't consider my podcast to be Adult content other than I'm we're discussing adult topics. Do I want somebody's kids? Do I want anybody that's under 18 listening to me? No, I do not. Absolutely not. I'm not here for that. But I don't. If I drop some f bombs and I use, you know, if I say use the P word, if I say pussy, okay. Right. But this is not my content will never be as far as what I'm doing with the podcast, it will never be a explicit other than language like I'll never be showing sex acts or pornographic stuff and I'm not against that I'm just saying like that's not where I'm going with this but at any rate I had an inkling this was coming all of a sudden I posted something to tumblr I always post the graphics that I use for the podcast which everybody sees are um, I try to make them provocative but not yet not you're not going to see genitals let's say And I got this message from Tumblr. They said, oh, you know, we've marked something as explicit and you can appeal it when they do. And it was just my graphic for my most recent podcast, which I always pinned to the top of my feed. Well, I disputed it, of course. I'm like, you know, yeah, there's nothing here, you know. But at any rate, I had a feeling like that was the first dispute I just had this feeling. I was like, oh, I'm on their radar. Like, that's not good. That You don't, don't want to be there. You don't want to be on their radar because they're going to start looking at everything. Well, anyway, then <laughs> this morning, I'm like, it's, it's like the scarlet letter A. You're like, <gasps> oh, you know, you come in like, oh my God, I'm a cone shape. Your avatar is now just a cone. When you go to your little bio section, your little background picture, it's just a bunch of bubbles. Anyway, whatever. I've been there before. I'll live through it again. But this is a warning to me and to anybody that's trying to skate by on this stuff. I just feel like we've got to have a place, a better place to host our content. And the range of what is considered explicit, it's just such a big range. I mean, it's almost like you're either in the puritanical camp or you're not. And if even if you're just a little bit not, you're going to get this shit and you're going to get labeled. Now, again, if you follow the Tumblr's bouncing ball, what they're saying is we don't want kids and people underage to have access to this stuff. Or anybody that finds it offensive. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think there's other ways to handle it. And you know, you just have like the inexplicit label. You don't let anybody that registered for an account that's under a certain age even view that stuff. They can't even search it. They can't it just doesn't even come up. There's so many other simple ways to handle this. To me, it makes, you know, it just I don't know. I've seen more censorship on Facebook, on Tumblr. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something in sexual in nature. It could just be, you know, with, with what we have with the COVID stuff going on, people will censor stuff. You have an opinion about the virus. You have an, you know, you post something or you link an article that somebody's written and it may even actually be, you know, a doctor. And it's like, nope, you know, if you got fact checkers. I mean, I think this is really interesting and it's a kind of a bit of a crazy time, but. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. You, I think you guys at this point know how I feel about censorship. I think there's a, I think it has its purpose, but we're creeping into where I feel is this this weird gray zone with social media platforms being able to censor our speech, and we do have the First Amendment, and I just don't think that that should happen. If we have something that's you're posting that's illegal, you know, child pornography. We all know what that stuff's about. That yes, I think there's a clear cut. There's clear cut lanes for this, and where this where this is belongs and where this is appropriate. And I just don't feel that Tumblr, places like Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, all these you know, Facebook, Snapchat, you know, like even sites I haven't been on. Like I don't feel that they should be censoring anything that's not illegal. They may not like the sentiment, but if it's not illegal, you know, let it fly and put in place barriers for anybody that's under age that shouldn't be seeing certain content to not view it. I just think it's kind of a simple idea. I don't know why. I don't know why it's become so complicated. At any rate, all right, let's get into the crux of the show, right? My favorite part. Okay. I just got, I want to read something. I got email sent to me from a gentleman and I want to read it. So thank you so much. First of all, he says, Hi, Layla. Hope you're well. My name is Richard. I go by RL. Since Thanksgiving this year, I've been binging on your podcast and just listen to your latest taboo desires. Since a kid growing up in New York, I've always known I was a sexual person. I just love sex my adult life, I've come to understand there's nothing better than having that connection, mind, body, soul, and I must add the lust factor. On that note, I'm taking your advice. Going into this year, I'm setting myself free. Too much good, creative, pent-up sexuality, sexual energy that needs to be released. I have to get this out and I can be refilled with new passions, desires, etc. My current partner, however, does not do it for me. I know I'm going to have to walk away, not just because of the vanilla sex, but like I mentioned earlier, mind, body, and soul. What is one to do if she, he or she does not feel their partner's energy or just not mentally stimulated? Anyway, thanks for the outlet. I'm looking forward to supporting your work to help keep the fire burning. You're doing a great job. I must say you have a very sexy name, Lady London. I love it. Along with a sexy and seductive voice. I love hearing you. Even the bad jokes. Do I say bad jokes? (laughs) Very authentic and genuine. It turns me on. Enjoy your holidays and much continued success. P.S. Cowboy N is one lucky motherfucker. LOL. First of all, RL, do I have bad jokes? God, I hope not. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast.com at gmail.com, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be On The Show.
1: There are over 90,000 people missing at any time, and over half a million are reported missing every year. And that's just in the United States. I'm Mike Morford.
0: And I'm Jess Betancourt. And in our podcast, Missing Persons, we discuss cases of people who have gone missing under mysterious circumstances. And we're joined in each episode by guests who are either related to the missing person, investigating their disappearance, or advocating for
1: answers in the case. Missing Persons is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and there are dozens of episodes to binge on right now. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode.
0: I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. (laughs) I don't think so. I know I'm biased. No, I know. I'm, I know. I throw my little, I throw my little comedic bite sound bites into my podcast. And I do recognize that I'm not the funniest on the block, but I try. And, you know, is cowboy and one lucky motherfucker? Well, you know, I mean, hey, yes, he was. And I was lucky too. I just want to say I, you know, I was lucky too. And so lucky. And I mean, ugh, talk about the orgasmic capital of the world for me. It was him. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Where do you go from there? I don't know. Very, very, very hot. But that gets us to today's topic and today's subject, which is all about orgasms. So I came across this article, which I found very interesting. And they're talking about orgasms and in the female sense, right? And I just thought it was so interesting. So I'm going to go through this, like all these fun facts about... The title of the article is 14 Surprising Facts About Female Orgasms You Really Want to Know. Now, I know, I think I know most of them, but there was a couple I didn't know. So let's get into it. All right. The first one is that orgasms can relieve pain. I'm not sure how much pain it can relieve. However, I do know that when you have an orgasm, your body releases oxytocin and, you know, and and also this, you know, which is a chemical that really, that uh, simulates bonding. It's a good thing, right? It's the feel good chemical, right? We all love oxytocin, but I do know that if I'm having cramps, if I'm on a period and I'm having cramps or right before my period and I start cramping, oh my gosh, like that's when I want an orgasm. It doesn't feel great at the start, but once you get going and you and you start having orgasms, oh my God, it's amazing. It really is. It gets rid of cramps. Just, I mean, this is not an unknown fact, but some women might not know it because you just, it's a little counterintuitive. But I'm telling you, it's the best. It's really good. Good stuff. So don't be afraid. Just jump right in there. Okay. The next thing was using a condom doesn't hamper your orgasm. Duh. Does anybody not know this? I don't know. Is this a misconception? Do people think this? Do women think this? I know that it feels different, definitely. I mean, let's just let's just put it out there. Nothing feels as good as just unbarriered sex, okay? It's the way it is. Now, it's not always applicable. We need to protect ourselves. Men, women, we have to protect ourselves. So, we use condoms. I think condoms are a great method. The downsides are, you know, it's not quite as stimulating for the female. And I know for the male too, right? It's for both, both parties, you're going to have a little bit of desensitization, but it's okay. It's still good. Trust me when you get just like, it doesn't matter when some guy's just pounding me with a a condom on, I'm going to still come. Trust me. I will get mine. Doesn't, I'm not going to complain. Okay. And I want to say just important, you know, if you're having casual sex, and that means that's a big, there's a lot that falls under that umbrella. That could be you have a regular partner, but you're experimenting with other partners, whatever it is, more than one partner. And if you're not monogamous, then use condoms. I've just used condoms with a regular partner ongoing over a long stretch of time, just as added birth control as a barrier method. And I haven't, I'm fine with it. I know that it's not as stimulating, but it's still good. Any orgasm is still good. Like, I've never complained about like, ah, oh, that was just a five orgasm, you know, or that was just a mediocre orgasm. No, they're all good. They're all good. If you're having them, it's good. Okay, the next point on this article was it's not easy for women to reach orgasms. I agree with that. It's not. So there's a 2018 study that says 10 to 40% of women report having difficulty or inability reach orgasm. Yeah. I mean, I agree with this. And then the top reasons why women couldn't orgasm, you know, regardless there's there's top reasons why, right? So, regardless of the reason, but there could be physical roadblocks, mental roadblocks. I mean, women are we're we're complicated. We're wired differently. And men need to understand this. I think I'm not saying anything that's new here, but you have to get in touch with your partner. You have to really, this takes good communication. This takes practice. This takes being able to sit and just have a sexual session. You know, if you're a man where you're just really devoted to finding out what your partner wants and helping her reach an orgasm. And also she, her responsibility is to Be honest with you about what it is that it takes to get her off. I mean, I know my body very well. A long time ago, I set the standard for myself. I was like, it's not the guy's responsibility. I will get myself off. And that means he doesn't have to be good. (laughs) Maybe I've helped i helped a lot of guys that weren't that great as lovers, you know, limp along because I'm just like, listen, if you're going to stick your penis in my vagina or we're going to have any kind of sexual interaction, I'm getting mine. And there was a book. Oh my gosh. What is it? Oh, it's in the 1970s. Like your body, your orgasm or your body, your orgasm, your responsibility. I don't Oh crap. I don't remember what it was, but the idea is like, Hey ladies, just take control of this shit. Like can't just lay back and hope he figures it out and connects the dots. That may not happen. You know what it takes. Get it done. Get it done. Okay. The next point, which I thought was interesting, was that the G-spot does not actually exist. Well, okay. So they did some studies and they are getting into the uh, actual physical female anatomy and they're dissecting cadavers and... Basically, they're kind of saying that that that, that little spongy spot, that squishy tissue around when you stick your fingers in, that's kind of close to the urethra. They're saying that's sort of urethral material, I guess. But what they did say was that on the other side of the of where the clitoris is outside, right, that there are there were these arms or nerve endings that surrounded that tissue and kind of like little hands or little arms. And so if you're hitting it from the inside, that's why you can be having a G-spot orgasm. But then there was also studies that say, hey, it's there, it it exists. This has long been a debate. I will say this, that from my experience, obviously, you know, the the clit with all those nerve endings on the exterior protruding is just the number one easiest spot go-to. That's why women love oral sex. That's why we love our vibrators. But that whole area, you know, there's so many nerve endings that run around that. So, you know, if you're pushed, like I can, you know, if I'm getting the right pressure on my pubic bone, I can have an orgasm. You may not directly be stimulating my clit. It could be anywhere kind of around that in that zone with pressure. We have all these nerve endings running out, not just at the actual clit itself. And so to me, you know, this makes sense if you come at it from behind the clit where those nerve endings are running internally, you know, into your vagina and you're hitting that, I know where that spongy spot is. I mean, like yeah, if you hit that spongy spot, if you're, if you know what you're doing, and your dick's hard enough and I'm into you and I'm thinking about it and I'm the right headspace. I mean, not every guy can make me have a G-spot orgasm, but when I realized that G Spot was back there, was you know, when I was, I guess, trying to remember how old I was. I know I've mentioned this before in a podcast. I literally I read an Cosmo article. Gotta love Cosmo. <laughs> they are so awesome. Thank you, Cosmo. People like to nod Cosmo, but I'm just telling you, women and young women. Hey, Tumblr, why don't you go fucking censor Cosmo, okay? They're posting this shit. Like, I learned this shit when I was a young girl. you reading these articles? Like, really? Come on. Anyhow, this stuff is helpful. I learned about the G-spot from Cosmo. And I'd never, at that point in my life, and I probably was, mm, I'm going to say like, 27 26 somewhere in there and I literally I read that article and I was like okay I went and got my dildo I you know my Mr. Bunny the rabbit dildo right which generic right which every woman had like this is the thing Um, I got that out and it's nice and stiff and I just was like I'm not leaving this room I got my lube (laughs) laid out on my bed like I am determined i'm not leaving this room until i have a g-spot orgasm and guess what i did it took a little while but i started to realize the pressure and how that felt on the other side and you have to kind of for me i had to put myself in the mindset okay like this is not what i'm used to just relax and then feel it and experience it and i'd be like okay it's not the same no i can't do it i wasn't all tied into the end result i was just like open and experimenting and sure enough You know, I started doing it and I was like, oh, that's pleasurable. And I felt it and I felt it. And then, uh, you know, eventually, boom, had one. Now, fast forward, it's not easy to do with a partner. I have a lot of them with certain individuals, but it's not, you know, everybody can't hit that spot. So I think for guys and for women, I think if men are assuming that you have them vaginally all the time, stop watching porn. Like- Get the fuck over that. It doesn't happen. You know, you're gonna like play with their clit. And most women are gonna grow up with or learn about the way their body works by touching their clit and having an orgasm orgasm that way. So just know that kind of that's her go-to. You may have like a go-to jack-off move, jack-off position. Or even when you're coming, I do notice that certain guys like there, you know, when, when he's getting into that position, when he's like, okay, he he has assumed the position he's ready to come, whether it's, you know, your legs are up, he's tensing, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of tell, you know, you know, you know, when your mans are getting ready to have an orgasm and men, you know, the position you get into when you're like, okay, boom, it's time. It's go time. So this is kind of the same thing. So just just know that women are you know are probably most likely our primary way is externally with the clit, and then if you're lucky and like me, I consider myself kind of lucky, you can switch it up. And it is harder to do with the G spot, but it can be done. Okay. Oh, the next one. I love this one. It says orgasms get better with age. Yes, they do. They really, really do. So you have to just know that over time women get more in touch with their bodies they get more comfortable so these statistics here say that 61 percent of women aged 24 to 18 to 24 experienced orgasms the last time they had sex and then so that's 61 percent which i don't think is bad but it's not 100 percent like i hate to think of those that poor 40 percent or 39 percent Ugh. Awful. Okay. 65% of women in their 30s are having orgasms every time they have sex. And then here's the kicker. 70% of women in their 40s, I guess 40s to 70s are having it every time. 70%. Holy shit. What's going on there? Well, obviously, look, it's communication, being relaxed, knowing yourself. Women kind of come into their own But the point is, is that you can come into your own when you're 20, you know, or 24 or 20 in your 20s, right? You don't have to wait. If you just know and understand your body, know what makes you tick, be able to express it to your partner. And even if, look, my thought, my thing was always, even if I'm with a guy who is not that good, (laughs) doesn't matter. I know my body. I'm going to make it happen. I always had the thing, he didn't have to be good. I was going to get, I was going to get mine. I was going to get off. Now that was a young mindset, but I always did get off and have orgasms. So I was never disappointed. You know, like I didn't have, I don't, I would say like just these misperceptions or misgivings about sexual experiences. I knew what my body could do. I knew I could have an orgasm and it really kind of made me more liberated as I got older, Absolutely, did things get better? Oh fuck yes, they did. They do, you know. And then you get the communication with somebody. It's, mm. then you get two people that are on the same page. Awesome, 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 awesome. So this is all good stuff. All good stuff. Okay, mixing things up, a variety of sex acts. You know, using sex toys, all this stuff. Absolutely, come on. I don't think this should be like a. This should not be a revelation into women's orgasms. Yes, Uh, just. Mix it up. Nobody wants the same old, same old. And so I would say maybe women are more guilty of this than men. You know, like we're not as adventurous. I don't know. I can remember very, very young. You know, I do have, I can remember moments where I was like, oh, I don't know if I should say this or I don't know if I should express this to my partner. But I definitely remember the first time, the first time I had an orgasm with sex, not oral sex, actual penetration was when I was 18. And again, Cosmo. Cosmo. I'd read this article. It talked about the the cat method. I hope I'm remembering it correctly. It was women basically you it was it was sort of like a the guy has his dick is rubbing against your clit, you know, like you're you're grinding on him. And I read, you know, I'm like, look at this. <laughs> here we have it. Let's try this. I want to try this. And so he's like, oh yeah, he's down with it. I mean, he, I could say, let's try sex in a handstand. You know, we're 18. This is an 18 year old horny guy. <laughs> he's gonna, he's up for it. And so ladies just know like men, if you're suggesting stuff in the bedroom, they're probably going to be over the moon about it. They're like, oh yeah. You know, I mean, this is fun for them. They're, they're easygoing about it. So, you know, just don't feel like you're going to shock him or embarrass him. It's no, you're the one. You're the one that's shocked and embarrassed. It won't be him. Trust me. So try that stuff. The other thing is, you know, your self-esteem matters. I mean, if you're just bringing yourself embarrassed and, oh, I want the lights out and, oh, no, don't look at me or, you know, I um, or I don't think I feel I smell bad or, you know, I look bad. My anything that you're bringing into the bedroom mentally, it's going to inhibit your orgasms. I mean, you really need to just be free in the moment, let yourself loose and enjoy it. I literally like, I just go for it. I mean, I don't, I'm not thinking about anything. I am focused on getting off. And if you've got anything else in your head, other than that, you're going to have a problem. You're not going to be where you need to be to really let loose and enjoy it. I almost suggest to women, quite frankly, like, Just turn the tables a little bit mentally. Think about it like this way. Like, you know, you're using him. He's not using you. You're using him. You're just using that dick to get off and go for it and experiment. You know, if he's got a hard dick... You know, you're going to use that experience with him to make yourself better as a lover. You get to walk away from this knowing how your body works more. You know what it takes. Don't think about what he's thinking or get in your head. You got to kind of be a little more mm, take charge. You know, and again, he doesn't have to know this, but if you just switch this on trust me, you will rock his world because all of a sudden it will come out in the way you're interacting with him. He'll, he'll sense it. He'll pick up on it. It's like, you're just in touch with your inner sexual diva. Bring it ladies, bring it. Okay. Get yours. It's up to you. You got to get yours. And I don't mean, I mean this very politely, but fuck him. He he only (laughs) literally and, and figuratively, he only needs to be a five. You know, I mean, on the sexual prowess scale, if he can get his dick hard, you can use that to your advantage. <laughs> just work it, ladies, work it. All right, and guys, nothing. This is no, no disrespect. This is just helping women overcome, you know, like their any sort of insecurities they have about their bodies. We take so much weird crap into the bedroom; it's just ridiculous. But women, just get yourself in that mindset, you know, where you're like, oh yeah, I'm getting mine this is it. You know, I'm taking what I deserve. I'm going to get mine. And that's that. All right. Okay. Does take, here's number eight. It it takes more than 10 minutes for a woman to have an orgasm. (laughs) Most of the time. Yes. Most of the time. Again, it just depends on where her mind's at, who she's with. There's a lot of varying factors. I would assume it's the same for guys too. Right. But Sometimes it can be very quick. If you're already built up and or you're just around and with somebody that you're always lustful for, then this could be not the case. But for the most part, yeah, it does take a while from just dry out of the gate. Like there's been no sexual initiation, no foreplay, nothing flirty or stimulating, you know, no sideways glances, none of that. Like you're just bone dry Yeah, it you know it could take ten minutes or more. I mean, sometimes more than that. I I know I told that story about (laughs) I'll never, Mister Bigs, never gonna live this down. I was like, come on, lady, (laughs) like hurry up, get there. I mean, I'm sorry, just because you can like the wind blows and you're ready to like fucking spew in your pants. Sometimes, depending on my day and what's been going on, how you approach me, you know, if if I'm on my computer problem solving like a technical issue and I'm pissed off and irritated (laughs) and you all of a sudden wanna initiate sex, it's gonna take a little bit, okay? Just warning you, all right, guys? Like, we're different. You know, we're not like, oh, okay, hey, you know, lights on, it takes a little bit. All right, the next thing is you need genital stimulation. Oh, you may not need genital stimulation to orgasm. That's what this article is talking about. Um, yeah, some people don't need that. I don't know about women. I'm not so sure. I need, I've got to have some, con- yeah, I, I have to have something, some sort of like, if you're touching my boobs, um, I mean, the only thing I can really liken to this part here, or this concept is when my, depending on where I'm at in my cycle, if my boobs are really swollen and sensitive, the sides get just super like, oh God, like I just want, please bite suck. Do everything like, and the minute you touch them, like it's almost like it's a direct lightning bolt right down to my clit. My clit will start throbbing. I'm right now just talking about it. I'm literally like, I'm heating up. I can feel like I can feel my clit starting to like, mm -hmm, that feeling, that sensation. Oh, it's good. Good stuff. I've never had a nipple orgasm. If you're just not even penetrating me or touching my clit, I've have not been able to have an orgasm but I can get there. Well, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I got to take that back. That's not true. Okay. This has been a long time. In my teens, late teens. Yeah. I don't know if I was in my twen- early twenties, late teens, early twenties, right around there. I still think I was in my teens because I'm remembering where I was living at home. Anyway, with my parents, I had a wet dream. I was having sex in my dream and I woke up to myself having an orgasm, wasn't touching anything, wasn't rubbing, just laying there. Now this to me, when I had that, that was a really interesting experience because it really let me know so much of this stuff is mental. It's just mental. You know, like if you can get there mentally, your body will respond. Your body thinks it's how, you know, like there's so much that goes on mentally. So just know that ladies, like I've had a wet dream, you know, women, women have wet dreams. It's, you can do it. And um, I wish I had more, but I haven't had one since. <laughs> but it just leads to the, you know, there's a lot, but mentally, you know, we need to be there. And again, just it's not, don't put it on the guy. Like you can get yourself there mentally. You can. It's, you can do it. So it's not just about him and, you know, what he's doing or isn't doing, but get yourself where you need to be. Okay. The next point here on this article was 50% of women have faked orgasms. I agree with that. I'm sure it's, I would, I would have thought it was higher, but let's see. They had one study that found 58.8% of women faked orgasms at one point in their life, 57%. They wanted their partners to feel successful. They wanted sex to end. They didn't want their partner to feel bad because, and then also they expressing, they felt that expressing their needs were taboo. So, I just think that faking it, I've done it. I've talked about it before. This is a long time ago. I won't fake it now. And quite frankly, I haven't, again, I go back to what I said earlier, right? like, I haven't had the need to fake it. Ladies, if you are for, comfortable with your bodies, Get to know your bodies and the way they work. Seriously, if you're with a guy and he's not doing it for you, get yourself off. Use his dick to masturbate and fucking make it happen. Literally. And then you can tell him to get the fuck out and never call you again. Whatever you want to do. If he's shitty, he's not a good lover, does not matter. It should not matter. You should be able to get yourself off. Doesn't mean you repeat it with him if he's selfish and you know or whatever. I'll be honest with you. I don't know many guys that are selfish. They just don't know. If you tell them, they're dying for you to tell them. They want you to be expressive sexually. They want you to tell them what they want, need, and desire. I've never found a guy that was like, oh, well, no. I mean, every guy is receptive to this. I almost feel like they're, they're, it's what they crave it. They, and they also want to know that you desire them. I mean, you know, that's how it comes across. You know, when you're telling them,
1: 100 episodes to binge on now.
0: What you need, and then they're able to give that to you and produce the end result that you both want. Yeah, they're fucking happy about it. Damn happy. It gets them off. It makes them come faster. I mean, like all this stuff, it's good, good, good. So don't be afraid to take control and then tell your partner what you need. Okay, so the next part of this is article is cannabis may help orgasms. Okay. This, I don't know anything about yet. I got my cream, my lube. I haven't used it yet. Let's see. When does my next podcast come out? My next podcast comes out, uh, oh boy, on Saturday. So this will be coming out on a Wednesday, the Wednesday before Christmas, and then I'll put a podcast out on Saturday. So that's the day after Christmas. I'm going to try to use it between now and then. I want to see what this is all about. I'm hearing, you know, it's coming up again. I'm hearing great things about that. It's a a vasodilator, which is increasing the blood flow, which you need that because of the blood flow. You're more stimulated. You're more sensitive. You're producing more lubrication, all this good stuff. So I'm going to see, I am, I'm going to try to get, (laughs) sounds like, going to try to schedule in some masturbation between now and then you know it's the holidays it's like i'm still doing some couple last minute things running around doing errands shopping i gotta get my christmas dinner stuff you know it's like there's there's a lot going on but i'm gonna sneak it in there for you guys you guys are worth it and then i'm gonna i'll report back okay uh next point here is that there's four stages to the female orgasm which is let's see uh excitement phase the plateau phase um excitement plateau the actual orgasm and then the resolution. And a lot of women can go very quickly from the resolution phase, right back into the next orgasm. This is true. That's why we can have multiple orgasms. We're very lucky in that standpoint. So again, ladies, like really getting to know your body and getting to know what it can do and then helping your partner accomplish that for you is extremely important. Having multiples is Phenomenal. We have this great gift where our where a man's refractory period may be longer. Ours is can be very quick. I can actually have really good ones, but they're less intense. And then it's almost like, how do I put it? It's hard to explain. It's like a cliffhanger. Like you just had a quick one and then, but your body's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got something in the reserve tank. And you can have another one really fast. I can do that. It's amazing. I love it. I freaking love it. Then there's some where you have where just like it wipes you out. You do go through those full four stages and then you have to have the build up time again and you have to go back up through the whole four more stages. But you can have, I can have another one. But I love the ones where I can just kind of like, it's crazy, like rip them off really close together. They're less intense, but I can pack a lot more into it. And then when I say less intense, there is no bad orgasm, right? Like it's, it's not like, oh, that was a five versus the 10. No, they're all good. But it's just, it's different. It's just different. But the ones that can, can go sequentially, and almost contiguously, it's pretty interesting. And definitely, if you haven't experienced it, like work on it, do some research, like, again, play around, like have a day where you, you and your partner sit there and you just go for it. Because it really is the best. I mean, getting just knowing what your body can do. Oh, like I said and then you bring your best your best sexual self to your partner into the bedroom and and it's fun it's fun all right this is point number 13 rather the most common type of orgasm comes from clitoral stimulation not penetration i that's true I believe that. Like I said, we talked about that in the beginning here. I don't know if guys have this misconception. They're watching porn, which you guys already know. I've griped about that. They never show the woman having an orgasm and they don't actually show how she's properly having an orgasm because just she can squirt without having an orgasm. She may or may not be having an orgasm when she's squirting. I've had it both ways. I've been able to squirt and then I've had where I'm, I'm coming and squirting or just squirting. Just the squirting feels great. If I would categorize that, the squirting without an orgasm, you get... We're talking about those four phases. You're getting right up to that plateau phase. You're getting right up to that point where you're going to, like you're, everything's heightened and, and ready. And then you squirt. Now, I don't know if there's something else going on where you time it and it both comes together, but I have had it both come together and it's, that's great too. It's all good stuff, but what I don't want and what I don't like is I know that women feel pressure because what's shown in pornography is not realistic. And I wish more men understood that. It's acting. They're cutting these scenes. They'll take a segment. It's like, okay, go now do this. Okay, go now. You know, stop, stop, stop. Okay, now we're going to have the money shot. The woman goes into the moaning and the blah, 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 you know, it's acting. So the problem is people are watching that and thinking that it's realistic and that's how it should be. And you can get, Close to that, but it's, not, and I don't want to say close to that in the sense that that's something to shoot for or strive for. It's not what is actually going on, and it's not how women, especially, actually experience that stuff. So I know that there's probably better sources for sexual education than just free porn. All right. If you want sexual education, seek out actual videos that are going to show you. <laughs> What to do? It's an actual learning course. It's a learning video rather than, you know, just a straight pornographic video. It still may be titillating and sexually arousing. I assume it would be, but you need to watch some more educational based stuff and don't just rely on the porn to be your roadmap for how women's, you know, orgasms work. Okay. Oh this is interesting. This is number this is the last point on my talk today. It's that a study shows that lesbians are orgasming the most of all women. That it's 86% of lesbian couples are having orgasms. That drops to 65% of heterosexual and bisexual women. It's 65% of heterosexual women and then 66% of bisexual women. Bisexual women only get one additional percent. I don't know why that is, but it's it's not interesting. You get two women together and they're more comfortable talking about their bodies. And I can say this makes sense to me because when I'm discussing this with my female friends, right, we're talking about this more. We're talking about What we like and what we don't like, and joking, and we feel free and uninhibited, and we have no problems going over this stuff. I don't know. I mean, why? Why? Why is that? Why is it harder when you get with a partner? Shouldn't it be just as easy, or if not more easy, and also more compelling? To me, I think it's more compelling because I'm about to get what I want. If I explain this the right way and this person's open and receptive, I'm going to get the end result that I want. So kind of maybe hard to sort of reframe your thinking, ladies, but talk to your guys the same way or your partners, whether they're male or female. And same for guys. You know, if you have a hard time expressing yourself, just know that it's going to get you what you want ultimately. And you can't get there. Like nobody's going to know your body better than you. And just teach it to someone. Just teach it to them. They want to know. If they care about you, they want to know. So, all right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening in on one of my favorite topics, orgasms. I um, always love having them. (laughs) I tried having a couple the other night. I couldn't sleep. I woke up, masturbated. I was still awake. I did it again. And I was still awake. This was a, uh, I don't know about earlier. I don't know if I mentioned it or not. It was about a week ago. I was literally just having one of my little insomnia things. Oh, I gave it my best shot. I didn't pop any melatonin. I should have. I should have done the orgasms and then popped the melatonin. Like you got to go hard at this when you can't sleep. <laughs> but anyway. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We've got just a couple more episodes before the end of the year. I'm excited. Be looking for the Saturday throwback episode. My additional comments coming. Don't forget to leave me a voicemail. Please go to the website, CuriousGirlDiaries.com. Leave me a voicemail. I love hearing them. I've got some voicemails that I'll be putting out on the next episode on Saturday. And, um, thanks again to RL for your wonderful comments and I wish you the best. Please keep me posted on how that goes and how things turn out for you. Um, as you know, guys, my platform and you know, what I'm really about is just obviously I'm pro sex. I'm about communication and honesty between, you know, first of all, with yourself. And then therefore you are, then you can take that to another person, whether that's you have casual relationships or you are in long-term committed relationships. It's just so important. I don't see that there's no other way. You know, we're coming, we're coming to the end of the year. RL has decided that, you know, he's going to set a different course. You can, any day you can make up your mind to do something different and change your sex life. You'll be shocked at how, much that changes things, not just sexually for you, but just interpersonally on all levels. Because if you're willing to be open and honest with everybody in your life, whether it's sexual or not, it's this is easy to carry over. Or conversely, if you're brave enough to head out and be sexually adventurous... Not many people are sexually adventurous, but then also shy in their real life. It's just, it just kind of runs over and flows over and it, it ends up being a good thing. All right. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Cause I won't, this will be the last episode before Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. I love and appreciate everybody. Have a wonderful holiday and whatever you celebrate. Thank you so much. It's a great season. Enjoy, enjoy your loved ones and your friends and family. And I will talk to you after the holiday.